All right, welcome to the Make America Garrett Again podcast, your cure for the mainstream media. This show is your safe space to talk about persuasion, politics, and the effect they have on your life and liberty. Welcome back for another episode. This is just going to be a short episode. Uh, I've only got a few minutes to spare. I'm sitting in my car recording on my cell phone, so I apologize for the sound quality. I'll uh, I'll try to clean it up and post the best I can. And uh, also, I'm just I'm fighting a cold and my voice is a little bit raspy and I keep coughing. So I'll try to edit those coughs out. But if you hear anything that sounds kind of weird, uh, just bear with me in this episode. But Somebody sent me an article in my email. It was from NBC.com, I believe, and I'll post that. The article's not really too important to this, but I'll try to remember to post it in the show notes. Um, but basically what it was talking about was that there is some concern in, in different parts of the federal government, different people in the Trump administration about whether or not we are rushing this coronavirus vaccine through too quickly and uh, whether or not it's going to be safe to put out because you know, they keep saying that they would like to get this vaccine ready and out, hopefully by the end of the year, by 2020. And if not, you know, just absolutely as soon as possible, when we know normally there are years and years of trials to get a vaccination successfully pushed through. So uh, Trump and his administration are kind of putting some pressure on the FDA to, you know, relax some of those regulations and to get these things out as quickly as possible. But at the same time, you've got a lot of concern from all kinds of people that this vaccine may not be safe, uh, that it may have harmful side effects or, you know, it just may not work at all. And then pushing a little bit more toward the conspiracy type conversation about these things. There are some serious concerns that this vaccine may be mandatory, that they would make you have this vaccine before you could go back to work or school or any kind of government functions or anything like that. Uh, And that you would have to carry some sort of of pass, you know, some sort of paperwork basically showing that uh, you had your vaccine and, you know, that they would be able to pretty much restrict your travel if you didn't have these things. And that's a very scary idea for us to talk about. And then the other thing, even more toward, you know, kind of the, I guess, some of the crazy type conspiracy stuff is that there is concern. You know, there were some there were some vaccinations that Bill Gates had sent out. uh, I believe it was in Africa that made a lot of people sterile and uh, that this was, you know, a big concern because Bill Gates has supposedly said that, that he thinks the world is overpopulated. And then just one of these you know, vaccinations happen to sterilize a whole bunch of people. Um, And then also, you know, kind of concerns or claims that there's some sort of chip or some sort of tracking device that could be inserted into people using this vaccine and that that's, you know, something they might do. So I just wanted to kind of quickly go over a couple of those things. I do need to tell you when I talk about anything like this, the opinions on the show represent my opinion. Nobody else's, not my employers or anything like that. I just have to say that because I don't exactly work in the medical field, but I do work in something that is adjacent to the medical field. So I have to just make sure that I keep my ducks in a row and just make sure that I make it completely clear that I'm not a doctor. Don't take my medical advice, anything like that. These are just my opinions and kind of the way that I see these things. So uh, with that being said, we need to ask the question, you know, is there a concern that these kind of things are going to happen, you know, and do we need to worry about these types of things? Well, first of all, when it comes to a tracking chip or anything like that, I'm not particularly concerned about that. I don't think that that's something that the government could pull off quietly. And I think that that's something that could really backfire on them if people were to find out that they had all been given trackers without their consent or without any, you know, kind of prior notice or anything like that. Uh, I don't even know if that's possible to administer something like that through a needle. I have no idea, but I don't think that this is it. And 
you know, the same kind of question came up when people were talking about uh, the coin shortage that we've had during the coronavirus and during the lockdowns. And, you know, that this would be their chance to get rid of cash completely and make everything electronic. And while there is a little bit of concern for that, and while that would be a huge opportunity for the government to scoop up some more power and to take over those kind of things to infringe on our privacy even more, I just don't think that it's happening at this time. There's going to be a move to do it later. When it comes to the the cash and doing away with cash, uh, the Democrats have always been really good at saying that this provides a, a huge hindrance to poor people and that, you know, poor people don't always have access to bank accounts and debit cards and that kind of thing and that they can lose them when they move or whatever. And so Democrats have really stood up for them and said that this is a big infringement on the poor. And then the same thing when it comes to any kind of tracking device or anything like that. Yeah, I'm sure the government might love to do something like that. But it's not going to be under the guise of of something where they just sneak it in. If we were to go cashless, if we were to talk about, you know, giving everybody some sort of tracking chip, I think it would be done under the guise of public security. That it would be, you know, the same type of argument uh, as it was when we had to give up all of our our privacy for, you know, counterterrorism. That that they will tell you that there is some kind of thing out there that we need to fear, there is some sort of enemy, and that we need to hand over our rights and and our privacies because of that, not because uh, they're just going to sneak it in or just going to force it in. They're going to do something to try to kind of trick us into buying into that. And because there's nobody trying to make you buy into taking some sort of tracking chip, I just don't see it happening. And and I don't think they're going to sneak it in. The next thing would be, is there any kind of real danger uh, associated with these vaccinations? Uh, They're not going through the regular uh, trial periods. So is that something that we need to be concerned about moving forward as far as as taking these kind of things. And in my opinion, no, I'm not really that worried about them having some kind of crazy danger that hasn't been scouted out yet. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what the proper amount of of trials should be for a vaccine, but I can tell you that knowing what we know about how the government operates and knowing how regulations work, we can say that the FDA probably doesn't make anything much safer, uh, but it definitely makes these processes much, much slower. And when you say that we're rushing things through more quickly than the FDA guidelines, you're, you're giving some credence to the idea that the FDA guidelines are supposed to be the standard on which everything is set. And, and that's not necessarily true, first of all. And then the other thing would be, um, look, these scientists and the people who are paid to make these vaccines, they've made a lot of vaccines. They've been through these trials a lot. They've created a lot of these products. This is not their first vaccine, right? This is not their first rodeo that they're going into. So they're going to to already have a general idea of kind of what kind of processes they need to go through and what kind of things that they need to look out for to make sure that this is relatively safe. And and there's also just kind of the idea that they can rush things a little bit more and add a little bit of risk while still trying to keep that risk down to a reasonable level. And um, the best way I can think to compare this would be if your if your wife is pregnant and she's going into labor um, and you have to drive her to the hospital, right? Uh, maybe I should make them a more, maybe I should make a more inclusive uh, kind of example here. So if your spouse is pregnant and you have to drive he or she to the hospital because he or she is going into labor, um, you're going to drive down the highway and you may drive, you know, let's say 90 miles an hour down the highway. You may break the speed limit trying to get your spouse to the hospital so that hopefully they can have a, a safe delivery for your baby, right? You may even drive 100 miles an hour. However, even if your car is capable of it, you're probably not going to drive 200 miles an hour on the highway, right? Why is that? Because at some point between you know 90 miles an hour and 200, 
there is a threshold that you're going to pass in your mind where you say, yes, there is certainly a danger of my spouse having a baby without medical help, right? But at some point it becomes more dangerous that I'm going to plow into a concrete wall or I'm gonna plow into another car because I'm going too fast to control my vehicle. So you're gonna to try to find the best possible balance between how fast can I drive to get them there as quickly as possible and how slow do I need to go to still make ourselves reasonably safe given the driving conditions, whether it's raining, how much traffic there is, how wide open the road is, whatever it may be, that you're going to make a judgment call trying to get there as, as quickly and as safely as possible. And I think it's the same thing trying to develop a vaccine, that they are going to be in a hurry, they're gonna to try to rush it, but they also don't want some sort of catastrophic disaster that could have been worse than any of the initial you know issues that we were already dealing with. Um, you've also got to remember that even if this vaccine does go out and there are some kind of apparent problems or side effects with it, some sort of danger, um, there are a lot of doctors between you and the people giving out this vaccine. And you're going to have doctors who want to take care of you because your doctor generally has the patient's interest uh, at heart. You know, he wants to make sure that you are safe that you are happy and healthy and all of these things. And that can be for you know several different reasons. I mean, doctors, obviously they wanna make money and the more patients they can get, the happier they can get, they can keep you and they can make money off of you. Um, a lot of them also, you know, the better they do, they're able to move up to more prestigious positions. They're able to, to move up to, to more prestigious hospitals and places where they're going to win more rewards and make more money and, and be recognized for those kind of things. Um, and a lot of them are also just motivated by their their desire to solve problems, their desire to, to help you deal with whatever health ailments you might be dealing with. And it could be you know, probably any combination of those kind of things, but they feel good when they're able to help you get through something. And so if these vaccinations are showing some signs of causing some issues in people, your doctor is going to be hesitant to administer that to you. And they're going to give some pushback you know, toward the people at the top pushing out this vaccine. And it's, it's going to be something where uh, I, I believe your doctors are also going to be kind of looking out for you as well because they have an incentive to make sure that you know they're taking your best interest at heart. And then the final thing with all of this would be that any group in power that wants to keep their power in this in this conversation, we're talking about the government possibly, you know, pushing out these vaccines. Um, they also have an incentive to make sure that the people underneath them that they want to keep power over, that those people are not banding together to fight back against them. So they love it when we fight Republican versus Democrat. They love when we fight white versus black or male versus female or uh, whatever other kind of ways we can be divided. Those things are good because we spend more time fighting with one another than looking up to the top and looking who might actually be causing our problems. And if they were to push out some sort of unsafe vaccine that hurts all kinds of people or sterilizes all kinds of people, or you know, we find out that they've put these you know tracking chips or whatever in all kinds of people, and we find out about that and that story breaks open, then there is a definite possibility that everyone could use that opportunity to band together and to turn against the government, that suddenly you've got Republicans and Democrats and white people and black people and men and women all banding together upset that the government has you know, pushed this unsafe vaccine out and forced us to take it or highly recommended us to take it. And that's a problem that they would have to deal with and they would be really concerned and worried about. And obviously they could make up a narrative, they can make somebody else to blame and try to shift that blame to get us mad at different people or whatever. But I think that that's an unnecessary risk that they aren't necessarily willing to take. So ultimately, when it comes to these vaccines, 
I'm not particularly worried about them being dangerous or anything like that. You know, it may be rushed. Um, there may be some kind of minor mistakes or, or some small things that slip out because there is a little bit of increased risk with them rushing. But I don't think that they're being reckless and I don't think that they have the incentives to do that. I, I think that they're far more incentivized to still try to put out some kind of quality product that is hopefully hopefully it works or, you know, at the very least, hopefully it doesn't hurt anybody. And, you know, yeah, I don't have a lot of the medical knowledge when it comes to this stuff, but when I'm looking at incentives and when I'm looking at the way that everyone involved in this is incentivized, I just don't see the incentive to be reckless and to push something out that's going to hurt a lot of people. Instead, I see a lot of incentive to do things as quickly and as safely as possible. And, and you know, it may just be a placebo. It may not even work that well, but it would definitely be in, in everyone's best interest for people to start to, you know, kind of calm down and to kind of relax about this and, and whoever is in government whoever the president is, whoever's at the top, they're all going to try to take credit for that. And they're going to use that as an opportunity to make them look good for saving the day and not to just push something out that's going to hurt a lot of people. So uh, hopefully that makes sense. And, you know, you can let me know if you agree or disagree with me, you know, write in, maybe we can talk about it some more. But I did want to make sure that I did talk about that and that we covered it just to say that, look, Medically, I don't know, but looking at the incentives of, of what drives humans and what drives people in power, I think that this vaccine is, is going to be relatively harmless in the grand scheme of things. And I am actually out of time right now, so I will come back and record the next question about the antitrust action that this House committee is trying to take against Apple, Amazon, Facebook, and Google. I will try to get in and record that as quickly as I can, but for now, at least I was able to cover this question, and I know it was just a short episode, but I promise I will be back with more, and I'm also going to do an episode coming up between now and the election on how voting can affect you, not necessarily how it affects the political process, how it affects the candidates, but how does voting actually affect you as a person. I'm going to talk about those things and uh, we'll have so much more to talk about as well. Keep sending in your questions. I promise I will get to them as soon as possible. And uh, again, I apologize for the sound quality on this episode, but I wanted to make sure I could record while I had the chance to. So with that being said, I will be back later with more episodes. Until then, stay kind, stay vigilant, stay free. Get out of here.